What's going on, everyone? I know there's a little bit of a hiatus on our part, but, uh, you know, there's been a little difficulty. But we back for today's episode, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and if you watched last week's segment with Big Sherm. Solo Dolo. Solo Dolo, which was good, mm-hmm. but I would say I have some things to say about what he said. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Some critiques, you know what I'm saying? I know Brooklyn is a little bit hype, right? Like, usually it's like Brooklyn stand-up, but uh, I don't like how they stand it up because uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets is definitely buying a championship ring. They're buying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, when they acquired Kevin Durant, I mean, when they acquired James Harden, mm-hmm. and then they go turn around and get Blake Griffin, and they turn around and get LaMarcus Aldridge, I think you're buying a ring. But... We ain't gonna touch too much on that. We are talking about Durant in today's episode because uh, Durant yet again has done some, you know, he's, he's really thin skinned when it comes to social media. It doesn't like people talking to him all kinds of ways. And I get it, you Kevin Durant, you're a superstar, but God damn. That's what you were talking about earlier when you said he had thin skin? Because yes. I thought you meant in general, and I was like, how does he play basketball? No, he's a, he's a great <laughs> Such basketball Such an aggressive player. sport, like yeah. with thin skin, that doesn't compute. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, well, we're going to go into that. So this is episode 129, and it's called, uh, is, wait, what is it called? Oh, okay. It's called How Sorry Is Durant, right? So if you don't know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Uh, there were some things, like, it was like some DMs he gave to Michael Rappaport, well, right. said to Michael Rappaport. It was like misogynistic, some homophobic stuff he said, and, yo, he went in, right? Uh, and I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who said that he, you know, it looks really bad because Michael Rappaport deleted some of his stuff, but all I got is what I saw, right? So this has been, this, so how it really all started was, uh, it was like December of last year, right? Because it's not December this year, obviously. But December of last year, um, he was doing it, Kevin Durant was doing an interview uh, with the NBA TNT guys. Right. And, um, you know, he was just, he was, you know, he, his answers were like short answers, like quick strikes. Like, and I forgot, there was a, a question that Charles Barkley specifically asked and, and Kevin Durant didn't really like it. For whatever reason, Kevin Durant doesn't like talking to the media. He had, his running mate in Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving, has the same issues, right? But he's, you know, Kyrie doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a big fan of the media, but he does answer the question. Kevin is just going to give you one word answer. Right. And... So I guess Michael Rappaport was watching it, right? Like most of us. And he, 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 it was something along the lines, basically, Michael Rappaport said, if you don't want to do the interview, like just don't do it. You know what I mean? So my thing was after that, it was like over a four month span. We're now what, April? Uh, Kevin Durant just started coming at Michael Rappaport to the point where Michael Rappaport was like, I'm bringing some lawyers. And, yeah. And, you know, he called Kevin Durant called him pussy for that, you know, and then, you know, he said something. He brought his wife into it. Kevin Durant brought Michael Rappaport's wife into it. So uh, I guess Michael just had enough, you know what I mean? And it was like he put the screenshots up for everyone to see. I mean, if it's a DM, I have an issue with that. I think uh, you shouldn't do that. That's private between y'all two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but KD was coming for his neck. Um, I mean, how do you feel about that? Honestly, like, I feel like it's unfair that 
Rappaport like deleted some of his portion of the conversation. Yeah. Because if you're gonna put somebody out there, then you need to be honest about everything yeah. that was said, of course. Yeah. If you're gonna delete your portion just to show the other person in a bad light, then I'm not really judging the other person because yeah. I don't have the full story. Yeah. Yeah, some of what he said was out of pocket. I will I will say that. But <laughs> sure. it's still like you have to understand like the Rappaport definitely did something to bring him to that point. Yeah. It's not like he got there by himself. Yeah. And when a person is angry, there's only so much so much of a boundary they're willing to put in place. Yeah. Before it's like, you know what, I don't even care. I'm saying what I feel because it has to get off my chest. That's true. But I would say Kevin Durant, we know him from having burner <laughs> accounts. Real official. Like, <laughs> like that's true. Like, that's true, but <laughs> Kevin Durant does have thin skin and he mm -hmm. feels like he needs to answer everyone on social media. I mean, I'm 34, he's 32, so uh, social media generation, I mean, kind of, we're close in age. But I'm like, dog, you're a superstar. Like, you're top two best player in the world. Like, if someone's critiquing you on how you answer the question, like, you could let that go. There was even reports saying that, Mike, uh, you know, Michael tried to squash it. At that point, Durant was just, lacing him with the, you know, homophobic, misogynistic, like, tweets. Mm -hmm. You know, or DMs or whatever. And, um, you know, Michael tried to squash it, but KD didn't want none of that. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted to smoke to the point where he was like, yo, if I see you, I'm a, I, I can't wait to see you. I'm going to spit in your face. It was, like, threatening him. And he was even, like, trying to get a location to, like, meet up with the dude. Ask Michael for his address to come step to him. And I'm like, yo, that's a little bit too much, man. Yeah, he, he definitely took it very far. Yeah. Um, but again, we don't know what was said on the other side. That's, yeah, that's true. So I got, I got some stuff he yeah. said. Okay. Right, I got some stuff he said, all right. Can, so, it be, can it be read on the air? Like, probably, probably not, probably not, probably not. We're but we're gonna do it anyway? He made fun of how <laughs> pale he was. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then Michael says, go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and stop being a fucking puzz. Uh, Not that's, a puzz. That's white people jargon. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A puzz. Yeah. Like. Uh, so Durant tells him, you go do it. Well, you know, I guess, the, you know. And then Durant tells him to do some stuff, you know what I mean, to him, which he doesn't really mean, but you know. But yeah, it was, it was really bad. And um, I think Michael was definitely wrong for um, airing it out, right? Because like I said, that's in the DMs. That's between y'all two. I would hope, you know, stuff out. Right, and you're both grown men. See, my thing is like, um, from my perspective, I've heard men argue and men kind of don't have a filter when they do. Most men. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to speak for everyone, but most men don't kind of lack a filter when they're arguing with someone, especially depending yeah. on how mad they get. Yeah. Like, the more mad they are, the worse it gets and as far as the things yeah. that fly out of their yeah. mouth. And it's kind of like, like, yeah, it's bad, but if it's between two men, I feel like you should have just dealt Talk with that, that as yeah. the two two men. Yeah. Like, you should have just kept that between the two of y'all to run to the media. Like, look what he said to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like, that's kind of, especially, like, you make, like, Michael, he, he makes his living as a troller. Right. You know what I mean? He trolls LeBron. He trolls, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what he does. Right. So it's like, if you're going to get some heat and now all of a sudden you want to be like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's too vigor for you. It's like. Bro, this is what you do. Right. But 
the the problem I have with KD is, and I felt like ever since he left OKC, this has been his persona. Right. You know what I mean? Where he's like just way too sensitive because he had this image when he was in OKC, mm-hmm. but then when he left OKC to go to Golden State, which you know was a seventy three and nine team, and I know Big Sean gonna be like, but they didn't win the championship, <laughs> and I'm like, I hear you, but they was like probably thirty seconds away from winning the championship. Right. For KD to go there, he's been getting heat ever since. Like, the whole world's been clowning him. So I feel like this persona of KD flipped when he went to Golden State. And then you got to think about it. He leaves Golden State because of what, I guess, Draymond said. You know, he called him a bitch and we don't need you. And I get that. Like, you know, we, we didn't really need you. We won 73 games. Like, you broke the 95 96 Chicago Bulls record of 72 and 10. And like Big Sherman would say again, they, they didn't win the whole thing. But when you're that close to winning and you get the second best player in the, in the, in the NBA or in the world, because these are the top guys, you go to the 73 and 9 team, it's not impressive. And a lot of, you're going to get a lot of slack for that because it was a bitch move. You know what I mean? So, you know, he tries to write that wrong. And then he comes to Brooklyn. He's going to say he comes to Brooklyn. He brings his boy, you know, who's also temperamental. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie Irving. I love Kyrie. I ain't got no problem with Kyrie. Kyrie won LeBron that championship. But that's for another day. Right? Sure, here would not be for another day. Yeah, it would be the day because he would have something to say. (laughs) But, you know, he teams up with his boy Kyrie, right? Mm -hmm. They diss the Knicks, right? They come to Brooklyn, which is fine from Brooklyn. It's cool. You know, I ain't mad at that because they're one of the top teams in the East that can compete for a championship. You bring over James Harden. It's like, oh, well, James Harden over there in the West, he's really good. He's a really good player. Uh, probably the best offensive player of all time. So you get him. So now it's Kyrie, Katie, and, and, uh, and Harden. And then, you know, I'm, like, I'm going to the idea like, yo, that's not so bad. Turn around. The buyout market approaches like it does every March. The Pistons, Blake Griffin don't really want to play for them. Uh, they get Blake Griffin. The whole thing was people were thinking Blake Griffin was washed up. I'm like, God damn, now they got Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was the number one overall pick, I believe, like 10 years ago. Blake Griffin has had a good career. Not the best career, he has a, he, but he has a solid career. He's got a couple all-star nods under his belt. Blake Griffin's a really good player. And then... Before that can even settle, they turn around and get LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, in his debut with the Brooklyn Nets, had 11 and 9 rebounds. So I'm looking at that like, you don't want to go to Portland? You don't want to go somewhere else? You know, like these guys obviously weren't what they were in their career mm-hmm. prior to coming to the Nets. But they're still really good, solid, solid players, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I feel like Brooklyn is trying to buy a ring. And I can't really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be up front. I can't sit up here when Brooklyn Nets win the championship because nobody else is winning the championship. I'm letting people know right now, the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the championship because if they don't, I don't fucking understand how. Unless it's like an injury with the Golden State Warriors where like Clay got injured, you know, Kevin Durant was injured or something like that. But Brooklyn Nets is winning the championship. But can year. you really call it buying a ring when it's actually a smart strategy? Like... If you think about it, it's not so much buying a ring as it is implementing, using the resources that they have to 
get great tools to get mm. to go towards a championship. I mean, yeah. isn't that what every team honestly wants to do? So my thing is this, and you're right. It's not, for me, it's not really the team because Sean Marks, who's the general manager, Steve Nash, who's the head coach, you know, your job as an organization is to build the best team. Right. And if you could supplement that through the buyout market, mm -hmm. by all means. Right. I'm looking at it more so from the player standpoint, right? Because it's like, you look at it like back in the day, you know what I mean? It was all about competing against the best, right? Like you're in the league with the, with the best players. Don't you want to go against them? You know what I mean? Um, and I know people are going to say LaMarcus ain't what he was. Blake Griffin's not what he was. But they're still solid guys. These were guys that were on teams prior that they were uninterested in playing. Because their game, the NBA game has changed so much. Mm -hmm. Right? Where those guys aren't really utilized. But if you bring them on as a fourth or fifth, fifth option, which Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be, it's like, yo, that firepower is immense. So it's like... If I'm a player in the league, I'm like, yo, let me, yo, let me link up with Giannis in Milwaukee. Like, let me go over here to maybe the Clippers. Let me go back to Portland. You know what I mean? In the sense of Lamarcus Aldridge, right? If I'm Blake Griffin, let me go back to the Clippers because the Clippers can compete for a championship. Now he doesn't have the greatest, he doesn't have the greatest relationship with the owner Steve Ballmer, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like, yo, you can go somewhere. Like I knew. People wrote, uh, written off Blake Griffin because I was playing. I'm like, homie, that's Detroit. Right. I'm not trying to sacrifice my body for Detroit. Now, if you put me in South not Beach, <laughs> you put me in Southern Cal, shit, you could put me in Northern Cal. Well, maybe not Northern Cal. I do like Sacramento Kings, <laughs> but they're a young team. But you put me in Dallas, like a team that could compete for a championship. I feel like, yo, I'm willing to re-engage myself because that's the thing they were disengaged right you know what i mean both lamarcus and blake and because we've seen that for a full season we write them off as the game is passing them by they can't play but if you're watching basketball you know these guys can still play because lamarcus aldridge's fadeaway game is ridiculous his game in the post is ridiculous and these are things that in the playoffs you not Running up and down the court, it becomes a half-court game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So guys like LaMarcus, like you have the three most unguardable players. On, look, look at it like this. You have the three most unguardable players ever to play the game in KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Which is smart strategy. It is. But as a player, I'm like, yo, like, don't you want to beat them dudes for the championship? Like if I'm Blake or LaMarcus. Off principle, yeah. Yeah. Off like... Just being able to brag about it, sure. Yeah. But off trying to get the championship is a smart move. Because, like, if I'm trying to build a team, yeah. I'm, I'm going to want the best players on my side. For ego purposes, yeah, I'm going to want to play against the best players and yeah. win. That's bragging rights. But off of just taking the win alone, and I know yeah. the win is guaranteed because yeah. I got firepower on my side. Yeah. It's like, let's say, like, you're about to... Like, I don't know, duel with somebody. And what, like Yu-Gi-Oh? No, like, oh. you know, guns or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, so you have to duel with somebody. Yeah, and, yeah. like, their, their gun is, like, bigger than yours. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you rather trade guns instead of being, like, I shot at the, the bigger dude and but won? That's Wouldn't you rather just trade off the jump? Like, give me the better gun. But that's a life <laughs> or death situation. So in that sense, yes, I would want the bigger gun. Yeah. 
But not even like life or death, because you can come out of a duel just injured. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're more optimistic than I am, but I, I, I mean, I hear you. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I'm saying like in any kind of competitive case, mm-hmm. wouldn't you rather have the better odds on your side rather than coming in as the underdog and like you and hopefully you still win, but you came in as the underdog. Yeah. So. People were expecting you to lose. Odds were against you. Everything is against you because yeah. the firepower is on the other side. Yeah. Which, so, but that's the thing. That's what made like 2011 so great because LeBron's Miami Heat team was favored to win because like you got, you know, Bosh, Wade, and LeBron. And literally you had Dirk Nowitzki and like Jason Terry and Jason Kidd. Like really good role players, but nothing else. And like till this day, like, that's probably, like, the best championship series I've seen. Yeah, it was the most exciting. Yeah. Like, take this from a Giants fan. I'm, oh. I've seen plenty of championships yes, yes. where we were the underdog, and it was like, they're not going to win this. Yeah. Like, and then you come in, and somehow you pull through, and you take the win anyway. Yeah. It's so much more exciting when that happens. And if That's we're what talking, I'm saying. That's what sports supposed to be. If we're talking be. from a media standpoint, if we're talking from entertainment value, yeah. then yes, you're right. They yeah. bought a championship, and this is yeah. probably going to be a dull experience. I'm not going to the parade. I'm letting you know. I'm <laughs> not, like, if Brooklyn wins the championship, I'm not, I'm not going to the parade. I'm, listen, I'm a Sixers guy anyway right now, So, because where I live. I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. So. Oh, speaking of the Lakers. So I don't know how much this moved the needle for the Lakers, but they did acquire Andre Drummond. Right. Um, again, from the buyout market, this is a guy who could easily give you 20 rebounds, no, 20 points, 16 rebounds in his sleep. Um, the only, and, and the only problem is, is that the, obviously, you know, the big thing is that LeBron is injured for about four weeks and Anthony Davis is slated to come back, I think in a week or two. I don't know how much it moves the needle championship wise. You know, the Lakers are the reigning champions. And Andre Drummond is a heck of a player. He's a great rim defender. Now, you know they lost JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Mm -hmm. So they needed to replace those two guys. But the problem was is that um, they tried to do it with Mark Gasol and Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell is undersized, and Mark, Mark Gasol moves like a glacier. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how do you feel about the Andre Drummond signing? Like, what do you look at it as? Um, honestly, like, I think it's a good move, but isn't he, like, injured? So he's injured now because yeah. he stubbed his toe in the first game. Which just feels like a waste of money. Yeah. But, I mean, you're giving him, what, veteran minimum. So yeah. it's like he can come back from that. So Frank Vogel was saying he was probably going to miss about, like, two games. Okay. Two, two or three games the most. Um, but it was the issue he was dealing with before. Um, so it, it, it looks bad, especially in that first game coming back. But, you know, it's like you can, you know, if you're talking about projected two games in a 72-game season, right. you know. You can kind of overlook that. You can overlook it. My thing is, is that I really want to see how he's going to mesh with. Because I'm going to let you know, the, LeBron will get his big man going. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is out. Right. And what, um, what's the guy's name? Andre Drummond does for Anthony Davis is he's a, he allows Anthony Davis to play that power forward position that he likes so much. 
Oh, I can't see the time because of the lights. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, I see. I can see it now. Okay, but <laughs> Andre Drummond allows Anthony Davis to play the power forward position, which I think, you know, in the best of Game Seven series, that's where Anthony Davis needed to be. Now, Anthony Davis last season played sixty percent at center. Right. But even though he p played so much at center, he necessarily doesn't like to play center. He likes to play that stretch four. And he could do it. You can, you move on the perimeter. You could play him in the post. He got a mid-range game. And he's a heck of a defender. Um, so I think Andre Drummond does a great job of, I guess, protecting Anthony Davis once he comes back. Because Drummond got no moves. Like, you literally have to set up Drummond. And he's almost a legit six, I mean, seven foot guy along with Davis so they'll be hard to defend in the playoffs um what I really want to see the mesh is because LeBron is out for a long time is how he's going to mess with LeBron mm -hmm. you know what I mean LeBron like I said LeBron will set his big guys up uh, he did it with Timothy Mozgov in Cleveland and um I, I, I'm looking forward to Andre Drummond being on the Lakers uh, I, we just got to see Once when those like, two actually comes back yeah, yeah, when he actually comes back. But ain't too much to talk about that because, you know, Brooklyn don't win the championship. But uh, <laughs> It's already how, purchased. Yeah. They have the deed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how you feeling about this whole Deshaun Watson thing? Um, explain that to me again. So the Deshaun Watson thing, apparently now it's 21 civil cases that's uh, been put out against With the massage? Him. With the massage therapy. Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. What I find interesting is the way that his lawyers are combating it is the, I guess, other massages he's had. Yeah. There so, were no complaints. Yeah. So it's but 18 have, women by just, yeah, by his other, his lawyer. Right. That yeah. haven't complained. Yeah, they haven't complained. But there are 21 cases against you. Yeah. So That's like, a lot. I mean, like, he plays sports. How does it work when the number's bigger on one end? Like, <laughs> yeah, they win. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah they're going to win. Yeah. So, yeah. um... Even if there are 18 cases that are like, hey, he didn't do anything to us. Maybe you weren't his type. So, like, that's what it sounds like to me. Like, yeah. there were certain circumstances. It sounds like he gets a lot of massages. And yeah. there were certain circumstances where he took it too far. But mm -hmm. there were other circumstances where it was just, you know, a normal massage. Yeah. And that happens for, like, anybody in any situation. Like, just, like... For something simple to compare it to. Like, yeah. I like candy. That doesn't mean everywhere I go, I'm going to buy candy. But, like, most places I go, I'm probably going to buy candy. And that's it's a probability. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a higher probability that I'm going to do it. And this is just proving the point. Like, out of, like, all the times, was that, like, 39 cases? Yeah. Like, 21 of them, he went too far. And it was, like... So, yeah, that was the thing, too. It was, like, when I read... First of all, I, it sucks, right? But, because it sucks to hear stuff like that, because it's like a top athlete abusing his power. I mean, we don't know, but but it's like 21 women, dog. That's, that's a lot, B. That's, that's a lot. And man. 18 saying, but he didn't touch me, yeah. doesn't devalue the, yeah, the, 20, yeah. the 21 that said he did. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean, like, yeah. all 21 of them must be lying, because 18 of them said he didn't yeah. do it. So I don't even understand their point in that that. And that, that, that defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, my my thing is is that um, thirty nine is a lot, Deshaun, mm -hmm. right? Like thirty nine different massage therapists, 
And it's like, bro, you can't just go with one. Maybe you have, I mean, maybe you're an athlete, you have access to multiple things. But it just, it, it, when I read in the story, it just felt like indulgement. It sounds like he's looking for something. Yes. Or, I, I mean, or I like get he's that. indulging in something. I mean, but I, I think if he was in... <laughs> <laughs> I think if he was indulging, he would have had um, cases with all of them. He would have done something, gone too far with all of them because yeah. he would have specifically sought out something he was looking for, and yeah. then, of course, taken it too far or tried to see how far he could go. But to mm. have so many cases where he didn't do anything, yeah, that feels like not so much indulging, mm -hmm. but there was something about that certain situation that maybe didn't pique his interest and intrigue like, him. Yeah, I can see. So he's like, yo, with those women. Maybe they looked a certain way. He was attracted to them. And he was like, yeah. I'm going to shoot my shot because I'm Deshaun Watson. Right. And they were like, no, I have husbands and boyfriends and I don't like you. Yeah. Like, suppose you yeah. go on like 39 dates. You're not going to try to take them all home after the date. But there could be some yeah. where you're like, yeah. you know, this went well. I'm attracted to you. I'm going to try and take you home. I get that. But, I mean, with Deshaun, I don't know. Because like, he's like different stratosphere. So he's probably just trying to shoot his shot. Could be. All the time. But shooting your shot isn't really cause for sexual, like, misconduct. Well, man, I mean, yeah, I guess his <laughs> definition of shooting shooting his shot is like, hey, <laughs> massage therapist, hey, you want to hold it? Like, something like, I don't know, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my towel fell. Oh, yeah, no. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but to me, it was just a lot when I heard the number. Um, but the thing now, too, is like um, the, the plaintiff, I mean, the, the, the women's uh, lawyer uh, Tony Busby mm -hmm. is talking about um, not giving the evidence he has to Houston PD. So I'm trying to figure that out why that's not happening, right? Right. And then, then it, it to me is like questions the legitimacy of the case. You don't want to, but you know Tony Busby is basically saying that because you know there's connections in the, that favors Deshaun in the Houston PD. He wants to turn that evidence over to someone else. And so I, I kind of get that. I have no idea. I have no idea. To God. But <laughs> <laughs> Department like, of Justice, or I don't know. Who else you know are you yeah. Give that to? Because it's that jurisdiction. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it happened in, I think it's Harris County or something like that, but it's in Houston. So he wants to give it to like an impartial party. Yes. Okay. And I get that. That makes sense. But, I mean, we definitely got to uh, see what goes on, what continues on this case. I know for right now, for Deshaun, all trade talks is dead. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Because NFL may just suspend him for a whole season. Yeah, and that's the problem with these athletes. Like, they get so high on their horse, they think they're untouchable. Yeah. And then they ruin their career overnight. Like. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. I mean, I just, I look at it as like... Like I said, when I heard the number, I was like, 39 is a lot, homie. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. You're a young man. You know, you you have a really good career. But that shit can go like that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Especially if you're chasing women. Well, yeah. He he he, he can't do things like that. So I just, I, I, I looked at it like, we'll just have to see what goes on. But it's definitely, like, for Jets fans who was thinking they was getting Deshaun or Dolphins fans who was getting Deshaun, who thought they was getting Deshaun. I know now the Dolphins are talking about Zach Wilson. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, def it's quiet for those two teams. So, you, you know, Deshaun may not even be playing next year. He probably won't be, and yeah. he shouldn't be. Yeah, because that's he, some serious shit. Yeah, if he committed the acts that they're yeah. accusing him of, he shouldn't be playing because yeah. clearly his head has gotten too big and he thinks he's untouchable. Yeah, he needs yeah. to be reminded that 
No, he, he down. He came down to earth now. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure, but like it's too late. Yeah. But on that note, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Be Real. Uh, if you want, hit us up on lbrstalk at gmail.com with questions, comments, maybe some games, different segments you might like for us to do. Uh, definitely check out the Facebook uh, LBR Sports Blog, where Big Sherm does a good job of posting content in between episodes. Uh, catch us on Instagram as well. And uh, listen, I know it's Easter Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all doing y'all thing, enjoying y'all family. And um, yo, you, you guys have a good Easter Sunday. And that's another episode in the back. Peace. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com. <laughs>